Hallelujah. 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 Are you ready? Are you ready to meet your king? Are you ready to meet your maker? Have you ever imagined what that would be like? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. This morning, we're going to talk briefly about heaven. Amen? So, you know, we occupy two rims at the same time. This earthly rim, physical rim, and the invisible, spiritual, or supernatural rim. So you can leave it on that home slide for a minute. What is a rim? Have you ever asked, your question, asked that question? I, I looked at the definitions. I think I understand. But I still ask that question. Lord God, what is, what is a realm? What is a dimension? Where are we? What is the supernatural? We see the natural with our natural eyes. But what is the supernatural? What is the spirit? So a realm is a community. It's a territory. It's a domain. It is a real place. It is over which a sovereign king rules. So a domain or a realm or a kingdom has a king. Next slide. Heaven. Many of us have thought about heaven. Maybe some of us have been to heaven a time or two. I've been a few times. Maybe five, maybe six. And I want to keep going back more and more and more until I finally get that final destination of being with the Lord forever and eternity. So heaven is a real place. It exists in the spiritual realm, that unseen realm that you can't see. We can't see with the naked eye. We can see with our spiritual eye if Holy Spirit anoints your eyes to see. It exists in the unseen, invisible spiritual realm. The spirit realm is only visible or manifested or realized, meaning experienced in the spirit, spirit to spirit. It is, and remember I started off saying we occupy two places at the same time. So you can visit, be in the spirit. And it is the place where God dwells. Heaven is where God dwells. God calls it, or the Bible calls it, the kingdom of heaven. There's also the kingdom of God that's also mentioned in the Bible. So the kingdom of God, or heaven, is an eternal kingdom. It is a kingdom. It is a territory. It is a real place. Earth was birthed out of the spirit. God created heavens and earth from what he had. He brought birth, earth. So the kingdom is eternal. 
And it's where God's will is fulfilled because it is his kingdom. Next slide. Just like the kingdom of living things, as you can see on this diagram, it consists, uh, the kingdom itself also consists of living things. Some are seen and some are unseen. Some are seen with the naked eye and some are not seen unless you put it under a microscope. And so this is some of the kingdoms that mankind has founded or placed in categories and characteristics and, and by structure. And we know that wisdom came to man by God. Everything structured on earth came from heaven. Next slide. God's kingdom consists of spiritual beings, angels, the angelic force and host, or their hierarchy, other spiritual beings, the elders, living creatures, thrones is the type, thrones, powers, and principalities is the type of angels in their order, in their structure, and in their rank. And then there are even animals in God's kingdom. And of course, we know the saints that are there. Next slide. So the spirit room is also made up of kingdoms. So this is a cell, the cell structure. And in the cell, it has its nucleus and its cell membrane. And you guys learned this in school in biology. So if we take a, a drop of water or, and put it under a microscope, we will see everything swimming around because it's alive. You just can't see it with your neck and eye. So as it is, with the spirit and the spiritual things. You can't see it with the naked eye. They have their own living environment. They have various parts. They have purpose, they have function, and they have tasks. All living organisms are organized. They're structured systems that have one thing in common. That is, they all have a basic unit, the cell. I'm sure most of you scholars know that. This is bringing back memories, like with microbiology and microorganisms and bacteria and on and on and on, right? Next slide. Heaven has three dimensions or three realms. We can call them realms. What is a dimension? I have it there. It's maybe hard to read, so I'm going to read it. Tudor Bismarck, Apostle Tudor Bismarck. He defines it as a world that exists with spheres, levels, and stages. That in time, through the process of revelation, its mysteries are unfolded through vision and the breaking of codes. Now, if you look up the definition of dimension, in the dictionary it says it is a measurable portion of space that extends in a certain direction. So we live in a three-dimensional world which consists of length, width, and depth. Three dimensionals. But then we're in time. And then I've heard some, some scientists say that there's a fourth dimension and that fourth dimension is heaven. So you can't really listen to everything that you hear. You have to let the Holy Spirit teach you in, in matters, certain things. That's why it says he's our teacher. 
God created earth and he placed earth in time, which he also created. He created time. Next slide. In 2 Corinthians 12, 2, the scripture refers to three heavens. These are three heavens. One, two, and three. Apostle Paul caught up to the third heaven, but he was prohibited from revealing what he experienced there at that time. This is in 2 Corinthians 12, and you can read that whole section from verses 1 through 9. In the third heaven, if there's a third heaven, then we know that it has to be a first and a second. Kind of simple. And before we move from this slide, I was going to just share real quickly uh, one of my trips to heaven. And um, sometimes when God takes you, you're asleep or you're in a trance. You're not, your, your physical mind is not, or your earthly mind, your person is not in, really in control. It's kind of like in limbo. So um, when I was taken, I was actually in, a, in, a, in my dream or in my sleep. I was taken up. And I just all of a sudden appeared on this, uh, it looked like an elevator to me from the inside, not looking and seeing the outside. But the other thing I noticed that when we're seeing in those kind of situations, sometimes your physical eyes don't work as well. Um, and so gradually a little bit more of your spiritual eyes is uncovered for you to see a little bit more clearly and see more. So I'm in this capsule of some sort, it looks like. I know I wasn't alone. I felt like there was uh, a heavenly host that was running this machine. And later on, I, I, I think it could have been considered a chariot. Okay, so the door closes and it takes off. And it takes off at rapid, rapid, rapid speed. Like as soon as I, you could blink your eye, it, was, it went zoom. And it went like to the, from that first heaven, to where it starts the second heaven and it stopped. And then it went this way, it went vertical for just a split second. Then it started back up again and it went horizontal again, zoom. And it paused and stopped and it went vertical again. And then, then the third time it went up. Once it got, it stopped at the third time, it stopped. And the door opened. And as I looked out the window or the door, I could see just people, masses of people all over. And they had on white gowns. They, I don't call them robes because they look like hospital gowns to me. And they were being sorted out and sent and put in different lines and going to different directions. And they were getting off of other, other chariots that were bringing them there. And they were being sent out and, and organized. And so personally, when I teach, I teach that there's three heavens because I had that experience. The Lord had me have that experience. There are some people that teach that there are seven heavens. And you may have heard some other things as well. Next slide. So the first heaven, we'll just hit, hit that uh, clicker once. This is the first heaven. This is a heaven that also contains the clouds and the area um, in the air where the birds are. It's the atmosphere. This heaven is closest to earth. It can be seen with our eyes as we look out, we can see the clouds. Even, even from here, we can see the, 
the blue skies. And in Genesis 1, uh, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And in verse 8, same scripture or chapter, it says, And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Next, click. This is our second heavens. The second heaven is the intercellular or outer space. This is what you can't see with your naked eye. But we can see it if we had a telescope. Long, far enough that we could actually um, see through it. This is where the planets are, the stars, the galaxies. And in Genesis 1, verses 14 through 18, it describes this heaven. And so I gave you the scripture reference to, to look it up. If we had time, I'd read it for you. This is where Satan's kingdom resides. It is also in the second heavens. He comes, spiritually, he can come back and forth into the earth, into this atmosphere as well. Some feel that you could, I can stand here and I'm in this atmosphere, this dimension, and that, sec that second dimension of the spirit is just like right there, and I can see it. Okay? I actually believe that because that's how I see angels. I can see them with my spiritual eyes right here. I can see the, the shape or the halo or the glow or the glory. But that's how God made it. Next. Here is um, the third heavens. And we talked about it already briefly in 2 Corinthians 12 when uh, Paul was taken to the third heavens. And in Isaiah 66, 1, it says, This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is where I rest my feet. So do you think you can build a house for me? Do I need a place to rest? I am the one who made all things. They are all here because I made them, says the Lord. These are the people I care for, the poor, humble people who obey my commands. That's Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. And then Acts 7, 48 to 50. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? Amen? Amen. Let's look at this next slide. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place. After these things. So this is in Revelation chapter 4, uh, verses 1 and 2. Heaven is the unseen eternal realm. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, meaning they're not eternal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. 
Things that are seen were brought forth first through the word of God, which was spoken in the unseen or spiritual realm where God lives. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Hebrews 11.3. Next slide. I put this up here. I was going to share another uh, out-of-body experience. The first uh, a Paul experience. I was in the body, not out of the body or in the body. That I was taking. And what happened is that this ball of fire that was spinning like crazy was in, it just kind of appeared in my, right in my face. It kind of happens that way. Um, and, you know, all I wanted to do was draw back. But I learned not to draw back because there was another time that an angel came and put his hand in my face the same way it was about that big of a hand. And he said, don't be afraid. And I, I didn't, I relaxed. Because it was a soothing voice that kind of moved my body and I just yielded. And then I was taken to heaven. That was a different experience. So when this fire came, I was startled because it was fire. And when we see fire, people are going to get burnt. <laughs> right? But it was a fire of the Holy Spirit, or it was an angel of fire. And when it spun, 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 I just decided, I said, okay, all right, God, I'll relax. I don't know what this is, but it is, I said, it's the rapture that I'm ready. So that goes to show how where my mind was at the time. Because I know that the rapture is not coming in fire. But I did relax, and I was all of a sudden in this room, this huge room, where all these children were running around and playing and having a good time. And they were coming up to me, and they were calling my name. They knew my, knew my name. They knew my likes and my dislikes. They kept telling me, encouraging me how real heaven was. And they wanted me to know that. Also, I noticed in that setting that there would be huge angels that were on, on the right side and on the left side of me. And then, of course, the one that maybe bought me there was in kind of further in front of me, but where I could, could barely see that one. But these other two, they made sure they were out of sight and in my peripheral vision. So when I teach about angels, I teach that, you know, it's true in the Bible. It says, do not worship them. They are divine. They are heavenly. And they don't want any glory. They don't want you to. So they try their best to be incognito and they kind of hide. They take a back seat to everything. But they marvel at humans. They marvel at what at God's creation of human beings. So I put that slide there just to say how much Jesus loves little children. And you know how our kids come and they the work the I think it's anointing that draws into the altar. You know, they want to, they want to, they want to also worship God. You know, and I'm sure in the, in the children's uh, department, they allow that time where they can learn to minister and worship and, and be under the presence of the Lord. Next slide. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. This is John describing the new Jerusalem in Revelation chapter 21. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, 
saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The apostle John was privileged to see and report on the heavenly city. John witnessed that heaven, the new earth, possesses the glory of God, the very presence of God. That city will be lit up by God's presence. There will be no more need for sun. There will be no more need for moon or the stars. The very presence of God, because heaven has no night, and the Lord himself is the light. The sun and the moon are no longer needed. The city is filled with the brilliance of costly stones and crystal clear jasper. Heaven has 12 gates and 12 foundations. The exact dimensions of the new heaven are measured by an angel and reported to be 12,000 furlongs. This is equivalent to 1,400 miles or 2,200 kilometers in length, width, and height. Even though these proportions may have symbolic importance, this doesn't mean that they can't be literal. The paradise of the Garden of Eden is restored. The river of the water of life flows freely, and the tree of life is available once again, yielding fruit monthly with leaves that fill the nations. John tried his best to describe heaven. But as the scripture says, no one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, no one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has shown us these things through the spirit. The spirit knows all things. The spirit even knows the deep secrets of God. That's 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 and 10. Next slide. Heaven is a place of no wars. There will be no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. There will be no more separation because death will be conquered. The best thing about heaven is the presence of our Lord and Savior. We will be face to face with the Lamb of God who loved us and sacrificed himself so that we can enjoy his presence in heaven for eternity. Amen? Amen. And in closing, I have a, one more song to minister to you all, and we'll, uh, we'll play that. And thank you for uh, listening. Amen. Amen.